0: If you're looking for Pokemon-style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. What is up everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave, back at it again for another week. So, today we're going to be talking about some good old Pokemon cards that were cancelled that never saw the light of day. Until today, that is. These cards were from 2011, from the Japanese Pokemon World Championship Qualifier event that got cancelled due to the earthquake and tsunamis that happened. So, The Japanese World Championship Qualifier promotional Pokemon cards were supposed to be awarded to participants who made the cut for the annual Pokemon World Championship, while the energy cards were to be given to winners of these side events. The Pokemon Company usually prepares promotional cards for participants and staff at these events, which are stamped with the year they were distributed or the word staff for workers. The full list of cards and their grades are as follows. Imoga, black and white promo number 25, graded a pristine 10. Drudagon, black and white promo number 26, graded a pristine 10 as well. Pokemon Catcher, black and white promo number 27, graded a pristine 10 as well. Grass Energy, black and white promo 28, graded a pristine 10 as well. Water Energy, black and white promo number 29, graded a CGC 9. Psychic Energy, black and white promo number 30, graded a pristine 10. And finally, Metal Energy, black and white promo number 31, graded, again, a pristine 10. Now, of course, the canceled cards would have made amazing prizes, especially Pokemon Catcher, which Kevin Murphy of CGC said was, at the time, the most powerful card in the entire game of Pokemon. Among the cards, CGC, CGC, sorry, have been entrusted with is the Wizards of the Coast Blank-backed Blastoise, which in 2021 was tied as the highest-priced Pokemon card ever sold in auction. Mike Quinn, the Vice President of C2C, said he was thrilled to have authenticated and certified that he described as a piece of Pokemon history. Next up, a story from Pokemon form of a collector and he tells his story of how he got into collecting in his history with the Pokemon trading card game. He goes on to say, I became a fan in 1999 when it reached the United Kingdom. I was a kid, and like many young children, I got caught up in Pokemania and wanted to consume everything I could. The trading card game was the number one item that all the kids at school wanted. However, growing up in a poor household made it impossible to own except for some generous friends who gave me some of their spare cards from the base and jungle sets. About a year later, after Poke- Pokemania had started to die down, <laughs> has it really though? It kind of it goes in waves, right? <laughs> I finally started to purchase Pokemon cards of my own. I began with the Fossil set, and would regularly purchase a few booster packs every week. I would purchase two or three booster packs at $2.49 a packet, or, well, Two pounds and 49 cents a packet. Man, those were the days, eh? When those were dirt cheap. Take them home with me, waiting patiently until I got to my room to open them. I remember pulling some amazing cards, such as the Hollow Ganger. Hell yeah, buddy. And Dragonite cards. And coming incredibly close to completing the entire thing. I'm ready to go, man. They were stored safely in a cardboard box at the bottom of my wardrobe. (laughs) If only we knew back then, right? (laughs) It wasn't until around 2019, about 20 years after I first started playing Pokemon, when I went to Ebay and purchased the remaining 6 cards I needed. Damn, you only needed 6 cards? Wow! The 6 remaining cards that had escaped me were the Holographic Haunter, Hitmonlee, Magneton, Raichu, and Zapdos, and a non-holographic rare Hypno. Completing the set all these years was such an amazing feeling. Most of my card collecting happened during the Neo series era. I bought booster packs of cards from Neo Genesis, Discovery, Revelation, and a little from Destiny. I even purchased some boosters from the first edition box. Ooh, nice. Some of the coolest cards I have are first edition Amphros, Slowking, and Kingdra, rescued from my nephew when his mother was going to throw it out. Ooh, oh, I feel you there, buddy. I feel you there. Once Neo Destiny was done, I didn't purchase Pokemon cards again until 2023 when Scarlet and Violet 151 came out. Around a year later, a friend was throwing away most of his cards in a clear out, which was mortified to hear. I agreed to give her 50 pounds for them, not knowing exactly what was inside her collection or whether they were even real. To my amazement, the cards were spanned from base set all the way to EX Dragon. Ooh, nice! with hundreds of holographic cards, including a Neo Destiny Shining Mewtwo 1st edition. All of this happened prior to the substantial rise in popularity of the trading card game. And these cards plugged some significant gaps in my personal collection. More than doubling the cards I owned, in September of 2020, I decided to purchase the remaining cards I needed to complete my base set and jungle set, and in 2022, I was able to finish the Team Rocket set as well. As it currently stands i have about 70 percent of the cards from 151 and naturally that means that most of them are the hard to get cards i may get lucky with a few trades and I may purchase a little more before i throw in the towel completely it was a great f- it was great fun to open cards again but i'm happy to make this set a one-off i want to end this by briefly sharing my feeling on the hobby while i accept that the financial angle of pokemon cards has been a point since the base set It has saddened me to see how crazy things have got. Resellers buying up every product they find and flipping it online for profit is so sad to see. I spoke to a shop owner who told me how kids just buy and rip open booster packs and go straight to eBay, to see how much they're worth. It feels like people have completely missed the point of what the hobby is supposed to be. A card in my collection will never make a PSA 10, not just because of their condition, but because grading cards with the intent to sell them has never appealed to me. When I open up my... folders of cards, I see an amazing gallery of memories that stretches back to childhood, and I can probably flip through and tell you a story about how I got some of them. In fact, maybe I will on this forum, if anyone is willing to hear them, at least. I truly hope that I'm able to finish several more sets in the years ahead, especially the ones I have wanted to finish since childhood. I mean, wow. Um, I remember as a kid, I started with, I believe, I think I opened some opened up some base set, um, I definitely remember seeing Jungle and Fossil in my local corner stores, and opening those, um, we, I remember vividly, we lived in a townhouse, my friends and I would sit on our front porches of our townhouse, and have Pokemon balls. now mind you, these were not the Pokemon balls that we see nowadays, right, um, these were very glorified Pokemon bells. um, You know, we didn't use it or we didn't use Energies and everything. We just went full on. Uh, Screw you. This says I need three Energies. Well, I'm just going to attack you anyway. (laughs) Uh, Made it really, really hard to win if uh, somebody had a higher strength Pokemon. Uh, Especially my friend who had a freaking Charizard back in the day. I remember that very well. Um, And I remember going to see the movie and everything and, and getting the Ancient Mew in the theater and seeing... It all happened in front of me. It was amazing. Um, Nothing will ever compare to the early childhood Pokemon. Nowadays, it's like this guy said, it's all about the money apparently. And it is saddening. It really is. Um, Maybe, just maybe, we will get back to a time where it's not about the money. And that it's actually about the artwork and the cards and the trading card game in a whole. My son and daughter, for instance, I'm trying to heavily push the fact that, you know what? Yes, these cards are valuable, some of them at least, but that's not the point of it. Sure, maybe you can use spare valuable cards to fund other cards that you need for a deck or for your personal collection. My daughter... Doesn't really care about the value of a card. She cares more about the artwork, which thank God that she does, because that brings me back to my childhood. And I deeply, deeply miss that so very much. Next, a duel of brothers who sold their collection for $360,000. This has mostly to do with the base set that came out in January of 1999 with the Wizards of the Coast. The Pokemon trading card game was, and still is, insanely trendy with both kids and adults. Fans across the world bought up box sets of the popular game in hopes of scoring rare cards not only valuable to the game itself, but worth tons of cash. Charizard is treasured for many reasons including its history, rarity, and its nostalgia factor. In fact, it was many fans first card and maybe even their first holographic Pokemon card. Additionally, it was the first Pokemon to Mega Evolve into Mega Charizard X and it helped beat Mewtwo. Looking at the original booster box, the box set sold for a massive price back in 2021 not only because of the Charizard card, but also thanks to a sealed original shrink wrap. Few remain sealed and even fewer come to market, according to Heritage Auctions. Now, because the cards are still sealed, none have been touched, which means they're all likely still in mint condition. Of course, we all know that printing errors happen or assembly errors happen, and sometimes even the cards get dinged up, even though they're in a perfectly sealed box. So, Heritage Auctions also sold a similar copy for over $400,000. This particular 1999 box, of course, has 36 booster packs each with 11 cards for a total of 396 cards. Now, of course, the Pokemon game is now played all over the world with tons of gamers collecting the cards. Two brothers from Denmark have over 32,000 trading cards. They've been collecting Pokemon cards for years and even beat the Guinness World Record for the largest Pokemon collection. In their collection, the siblings own several rare cards. Several of them are in perfect condition or as close to perfect condition as can be. Some of their top cards include a $20,000 First Edition Charizard, a $15,000 Espeon Gold card, a $7,500 First Edition Jungle version of Vaporeon, and many more. Now, much like the box set that recently sold, their First Edition Charizard had a high value due to its condition. The card was given a grade of 9 out of 10, obviously. Uh, this means that it was Considered to be in mint condition. I wonder what these brothers are gonna do with nearly, well, basically $360,000, nearly almost $400,000. I wonder what they're gonna collect next and will it result in another Guinness World Record? Maybe. Next, well, <laughs> McDonald's did it again. See, back last month in December, McDonald's had Pokemon cards. I think ranging from like November into December, give or take, maybe even into the beginning of January. So this story takes place in Nova Scotia, Canada, about a couple of provinces over from myself. I live in Ontario. So it seems like somebody got a kid's meal, not a child, no, 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 a a grown ass adult. They got a kid's meal. It didn't come with Pokemon pack in it. It Didn't come with a book. Didn't come with any kind of toy. So they wanted a refund. Sure, okay. um, Maybe a partial refund. You know, you're you're still getting your food. Um, You know, it's what, a $6 kid's meal? Come on. Now, yes, uh, you know, you're getting a burger or whatever, fries and a drink. I I think that's worth the $6. Um, Considering a large adult meal is upwards of $20 give or take. So two McDonald's customers have gone into a brawl after one failed to get a Pokemon pack in their Happy Meal. Now of course, packs were available in McDonald's, but this one seemingly ran out before the violent episode occurred. Of course, as new lineup of cards are released, many collectors are eager to get their hands on them. Beyond the usual decks and booster packs released by the Pokemon company, McDonald's also runs an annual promotion featuring the cards. Previous years, of McDonald's promotions have caused an influx of scalpers, with some working at the fast food restaurant itself. This year's packs include popular Pokemon like Pikachu, Palmy, and the Scarlet and Violet Starlers, with some of these cards being holographic. The Happy Meal packs are sought after by many fans. This fan who didn't receive a pack with their meal became unruly and eventually led into a fight. So YouTuber's Gotten wolf gaming recently shared a video of the mcdonald's customer getting angry at a manager in nova scotia the video begins with the customer asking for a refund for the happy meal because the mcdonald's seemingly ran out of the packs and books demanding a refund and threatening to sue mcdonald's yeah threatening to sue mcdonald's over a six dollar kids meal give your head a shake there buddy come on So, of course, the customer raises his tone, makes gestures towards the manager and witnesses. After several minutes, another customer approaches the till to place their order, but gets in a confrontation with the other. Threats eventually lead to a fight between the two customers. (laughs) After the two customers throw punches and wrestle for over a minute, they're broken up by the manager. They then circle the restaurant, directing threats towards each other again, and one picks up a chair and throws it at the other. While the chair chair nearly missed a witness, the onlooking crowd implores that the two take their brawl outside. One customer and the manager can be heard on the phone, potentially with the police. The video concludes with the two exiting the restaurant. The initial customer not getting the refund that they were demanding at the beginning as well. Now, of course, compared to past McDonald's Pokemon event controversies, this fight might actually be the worst. While it's not entirely clear if this McDonald's brawl was staged or not, the expressed emotions suggest that it generally wasn't. Now, of course, cards have been stolen in some stolen, sorry, in some retail locations and caused fights in the past. Given that the police may have been called over the incident, charges may be pressed against one or both of the customers. And finally, we all open up packs from time to time. That. Look a little banged up on the outside and we just pray to our whatever entity up above that the cards inside are still okay. Well, unfortunately for this fan, they were devastated after pulling a rare but damaged Pokemon card. You see, damaged cards can still be worth a lot of money, especially if they're known misprints. However, one fan was devastated after realizing his rare Ombreon VMAX had a bent corner. Now, of course, Ombreon is a highly collectible evolution of Eevee, and this Ombreon VMAX fetches a price of over $600 on graded. So, of course, after seeing the damage, they immediately took to Reddit with the question, what can I do with it? (laughs) Well, you can keep it for your personal collection, dude. Like, come on, it's still a good card. Depending on the kind of damage, some collectors try to fix their damaged cards by placing them in a heavy book with some weight stacked on top. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one way to do it. Uh, It's also a good way to try and fix slight bends when, you know, cards over time have bends. Um, I usually try and keep them pressed uh, regardless. That way it doesn't have that opportunity to start bending. A lot of TCG grading companies won't mind receiving bent and curved cards. Of course, curved cards happen naturally, right? Uh, Especially with the base set hollows, they tend to curve over time. I mean, keep in mind, they're 20-something years old, right? One comment even told the original user, grade it, that's the type of shit PSA slaps a 10 on. <laughs> However, not everyone was quite as optimistic. <laughs> Off the bat, one TCG fan offered the original commenter money for the card, jokingly saying, 50 bucks or just keep it, I can't fix that. Another comment told him to weep over the damaged Pokemon card, while another read it, User explained that they didn't believe for one minute that Pokémon would replace the card. Of course, they won't replace the card. They never do. At least I haven't heard of it. Pokémon ever replacing a damaged card. Someone also also suggested they could email the Pokémon Company International, who would let them choose from a set list, but that but that they would not receive the exact card that's damaged. The top comment suggested selling the damaged Pokémon card on eBay and then using that money towards buying a nicer one. As a replacement program, waiting times range from two years to forever. One writer put in the the research and said, damage still goes for about $400, so still a great pull. He said, adding that the Moonbryon would probably be an easy sell since you can't really tell from the front. Although TPCI recommends first getting in touch with the retailer that sold you the cards, they do also offer a card replacement program you can submit a ticket via their support desk. That's, uh, okay, you know what? Um, getting a hold of the retailer that sold you the card. Hey, uh, okay, uh, keep in mind, they didn't sell the person the card. They sold him a pack. Um, in, in that case, really, what can the retailer actually do, if anything? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think once you walk out the door with that pack or box, it's kind of up to you, man. Like, unfortunately. <laughs> Lastly, before I go, last week, or actually, I think last week, <laughs> days kind of blend together sometimes. <laughs> we talked about the hard pill to swallow regarding the Pokemon TCG. You know, the hard realities of collecting Well I threw my that question up on Instagram and I got four responses. You know, sometimes it's hit and miss of whether or not people properly interact, <laughs> but the four responses I did get that I wanted to shout these guys out for was Josh Nixon's you should buy the chase card. Booster boxes cost more than the actual chase value now. Master Magic's response was packs are a true gamble ain't that the truth truth sick said it's for the rich which you know what yeah depending on what set you're looking to try and collect it's very very expensive and finally miss wait what how much cards are worth isn't the most important thing yes just like i said at the beginning of this episode the value of a card is not everything sometimes just the sheer collection is worth it all. I mean, come on, I'm collecting every single Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar card, English, keep in mind, that was ever printed. And yes, it is a very expensive thing to try and collect, but I'm not doing it so that I can turn around and cash in on this investment. No, I'm collecting it because I love Gengar. And, of course, you can't have good old big boy Gengar without Haunter and Ghastly. So, so obviously, I'm going to collect the entire evolution line and enjoy the process of it. But I'm not stopping there. No, I've, I've decided, as of today's recording, uh, prior to recording this, that going forward for the next several months, I'm going to relive my childhood with my kids. And my kids and I are going to collect the entire base set card for card in near mint condition. So that my kids have something for the future. Whether it's to show their kids or to help pay for something that they need. It's up to them. It's for them. And on that note, I say thank you, and I will see you again next week. Also, please, please, please download and listen to this podcast. We are so freaking close to 7,000 downloads. As of this recording, we we, ha- we are literally 99 downloads away from the 7,000 downloads. And at that point, we are going to be doing a giveaway on Instagram for an entire booster box worth of packs from whatever set people want. We might, well, no, not necessarily whatever they want. I'm not doing base set here. Come on, not that rich uh, or rich at all. Um, it'll be modern, a modern set, whether it be a Scarlet and Violet set or a Sword and Shield set doesn't really matter to me whatever people want from one of those two eras we're gonna rip some packs and ship the cards out for absolutely free take care everyone see you again next week